Well, hey, this is a great treat for us today to have Dr. Sam Chan with us. Uh, he he um, was born in India, has lived in America for many years. He was a pastor of a church for a number of years. Uh, he became, he went to a Bible college and became the janitor of the Bible college, I think in 1973. And in 1989, he became the president of the Bible college that he was the janitor of. It's now one of the largest uh, Bible colleges in America, particularly um, with a lot of African-Americans going to that college. He is the, the president emeritus, so he's still on the board and overseeing that. He has moved into the last 30 years into a role of consulting specifically to churches in six different nations, including Australia. Uh, he consults to some of the largest churches in the world, and he has a great gift of wisdom and insight. In fact, last year, around this time, actually, Dr. Sam came and did a consult with Danielle and I and our executive team. It was so valuable. Lots of great insight and wisdom for us, and I learned a lot out of that experience. And we've loved having him at our national conference this last week. I know... I, money back guarantee, money back guarantee for anything that you give me right now. No, no, just joking. Uh, money back guarantee uh, that you are going to absolutely love Dr. Sam. He is not just a leadership consultant, he's a man of God. And he carries uh, the Spirit of God on him and the wisdom of God on him. And so I just, I want us to stand this morning, put our hands together and welcome Dr. Sam Chance. So good. Thank you, thank you. Please be seated, please be seated. Wow, wow. C3 Kwana Waters. I woke up this morning out of my hotel room. I saw heaven. This is totally paradise. You have no idea where you're living. I live in Atlanta, in USA. It's a concrete jungle. Here you actually see the sunrise. You actually have water. All the coffee you can drink. You all are coffee snobs. Yeah, and proud of it. Proud of it, yeah. It's like, that's not good coffee. Coffee breath has meaning. Turn to your neighbor and say, hallelujah. I simply love Pastor John and Pastor Danielle. What amazing, amazing people you are. And we love you, thank God for you, who you are, what you do. Love your vision. It's just, it's just, it's just out there. I like that, I like that, I like that. I want you to imagine for a moment, you guys can go home. Uh, uh, <laughs> they did really good, didn't we? Yeah. Come back, come back at 10.30, come back at 10.30. I want you to imagine you are in a supermarket and uh, you, you got a trolley. You, you're going, you actually, you're going home and you need to pick up a few items. So you just ran into the store to, you didn't want to come to my 7-Eleven because the prices are higher. Uh, <laughs> And the service isn't that bad, is the best. But so you went to the supermarket and you were just going to pick up five, six items real quick. And, and you, you take your trolley, you throw that stuff in there. And then you go to the 
checkout lane, uh, which says express lane, 10 items or less. I want to imagine for a moment you've got your trolley, your five, six things in it, and you're number two in line. There's another person with their trolley in front of you, and express lane, 10 items or less, and you're behind them. What are you doing right now? Counting what? <laughs> items and who's but trolley? You all are very sick. <laughs> so, 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 so you, 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 you count their, you, you count their items and you come up with 12. But you've been wrong before, so you do a recount. You still come up with 12. And you want to say something to them, but you don't know if they are the 10.30 church people or the 6 o'clock church people or, or something like that. And, and so you want to express your frustration and even say words you wouldn't say normally. So can I show you how Christians do that? <laughs> Everything you wanted to say has been said. Because, 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 because you know how difficult it is to wait, even though you're number two in line. Okay, stay with me, stay with me in the supermarket. So, so, so you got your, this time you got a bunch of stuff in your trolley and, and you're going to go and check out now. And, and there are four or five lanes open, four or five lanes open. And, and, and do you all do the same mathematics, calculus, trigonometry, arithmetic in your head? You look at all the lanes and you got, you got to choose a lane, right? You have no idea how much scientific calculation goes on in your head to choose the lane. So the first thing you do is you look at the clerk who is checking you out. And he said, no. <laughs> and then you see how long the lines are. And then you see how much stuff they've got in their trolley. And after much calculation, you finally have to pick a lane so you get a lane, right? Do you all do the same thing? So you get into this lane and somebody else gets into a lane right next to you. Do you all do the same thing? If they make it out before you, it's a bad day. But if you make it out before them, there's a God. Because waiting is difficult. This morning I just want to talk to you briefly for the next three, four hours <laughs> on what to do while waiting on your miracle. What to do while waiting on your miracle. In Mark chapter 5, in Mark chapter 5, there's an amazing story. Here's the story. And we'll get to Mark chapter 5 in just a moment. Jesus is on a boat. He comes off the boat onto the, onto the shoreline. And he's met by uh, the COO, the chief operating officer of the temple. His name is Jairus. Jairus meets him at the boating dock and says to him, Hey Jesus, welcome. My daughter who is 12 years of age is at home. She's very, very sick. In fact, she is dying. Will you please come to my house, lay your hand on her so she can live, so she can be healed? Jesus says to Jairus, no problem, I'm on my way. 
So they, so Jairus and Jesus start moving towards the house. Would you agree with me that they don't have their hands in their toga? Just kind of moving along easily. Would you agree with me that they're moving quite, quite swiftly? As they're going through town, word gets out, Jesus is in town. So a mob starts forming. And Jesus is slowed down. What is Daddy Jairus feeling now? Frustrated. The crowd gets so large that Jesus cannot move anymore and he is stopped. Jairus is feeling very upset right now. I would, wouldn't you? While Jesus is stopped, there's a woman who's been hemorrhaging for 12 years. And she comes and touches the hem of his garment and she is healed. Let me tell you something about this woman. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 5, Jesus starts talking to her and she told him everything. Do you know people like that? You just simply ask them, how are you today? Not that you want to know. They were right there, so you had to say something. And three hours later, they're still telling you about their day. So she tells him everything. While that is going on, Jesus says, virtue has gone out of me and so on and so forth. This woman is healed instantly. Jairus is breathing on Jesus' neck. Messengers come from Jairus' home and say to Jairus, your daughter just died. What's daddy Jairus' feeling now? I was forced in line, woman, and you bumped my line. Glad you got healed. Go on. I need Jesus to get to my house. Well, the rest of the story tells us that Jesus did get to the house and did raise Jairus' daughter, who was 12 years old, from the dead. So this woman has been waiting for 12 years for her healing. This girl has been waiting for a day for healing, but really it's a contrast of two dying ladies. How, 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 how long has this woman been hemorrhaging? 12 years. How old is the girl? 12 years. This, this girl is an insider. She lives inside the temple. This woman is an outsider. Because according to the law of Moses, because she was hemorrhaging, she was not allowed to go to the temple. Anybody who touched her became unclean. So she is an outsider. This girl is an insider. For 12 years, for 12 years, nobody has touched this woman on purpose. She's somebody, somebody. She's somebody's mother, somebody's wife, somebody's aunt, somebody's niece, somebody's cousin. Somebody's sister-in-law. She's somebody, somebody. So emotionally, she is bankrupt. Relationally, she has been ostracized. Religiously, she has not gone inside the temple. And in those days, it was not like I can stay home online and worship Jesus. I'm talking to you online people. Some of you are in the area 
we have a 10.30 service and a 6 o'clock service. So in those days, you had to go to the temple. You had to have a high priest who did sacrifices on your behalf. So this is a contrast between two dying ladies. This woman tells Jesus, I spent all my money on medical care and haven't got better. She is broke. This girl is in a rich family. In this contrast, there are two people in two different contexts, two different lifestyles waiting on a miracle. I want to give you six principles of what to do while waiting on your miracle. Principle number one, Mark chapter 5, verse 36. And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, that was Jairus, or Jairus, be not afraid. Principle number one is don't be afraid. Everyone together. Don't be afraid. Look at me, look at me, look, look at me for a second. Look at me for a second. Woman is kneeling. Jesus is standing. Jairus, daddy Jairus is right here, breathing on Jesus' neck. That's what I would be doing. Pushing him along. Jesus is talking to this woman. There's a dialogue taking place there. Jairus' messengers from his house are telling him, your daughter just died. Jesus overhears the word. And notice what Jesus does not do. He does not say to Jairus, hey man, chill. Be cool. I'm JC. This is what I do. I raise people from the dead. Have you not heard about Lazarus? So just relax, man. Back off. Jesus didn't encourage him by saying what he said to Martha on the road to Lazarus' grave. I'm the resurrection and the life. Jesus didn't even try to pacify him, encourage him. Jesus didn't say to him, it's all going to be good. I got it. Don't worry. She's going to be resurrected. Jesus does not make him feel better in any way. Because Jesus turns around and looks on Jairus' face and sees fear. And the first thing he says to him is, what is it? Don't be afraid. See, that is what Jesus wants you to know today. Does not matter what the doctor says. Don't be afraid. Doesn't matter what the banker says. Don't be afraid. Doesn't matter what the newscast says. Don't be afraid. Doesn't matter what's going on in life. You have to make up your mind. If Jesus is with me, I will not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Principle number two is right behind that in the same verse. Same verse, verse 36. Don't be afraid. And number two is only believe. Number two is what? There will be a test at the end. Only believe. Now, now there's a difference between believing and only believing. 
when Jairus met Jesus at the seashore. The daughter was not dead, she was merely sick. So Jairus had options. Jairus could have got her uh, regular medical care, herbologist, aquapuncture, chiropractor, giving her something good to smoke. It's legal in Colorado. <laughs> Some days I feel like moving there. You need to start a C3 in Denver. C3 Denver. So when Jairus met Jesus, the girl was not dead. She was merely a sick. So he had options. So at that time, he was just believing. Believing. But now that she is what? She is dead. All those options go away. So he moved from believing to only believing. My dear brothers and sisters, we all lived long enough to know that God will bring you to those junctures in your life again and again where mama can't help and daddy can't help and nobody else can help. The system can't help. The attorney can't help. The doctor can't help. And that is when you say the word of the psalmist David, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. We got to move from believing to only believing principle number three is found in verse 37 I'm talking about what to do while waiting on your miracle verse 37 and he suffered no man to follow him save Peter and James and John the brother of James principle number three is surround yourself with positive people surround yourself with who positive people let me tell you when you're going through a tough time you need somebody who can pray. You need somebody who can believe God's word. You need somebody who will say, God was faithful in my life. He's going to be faithful in your life. You need somebody who believes the word of God. You need somebody who believes Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You need somebody who believes that God still does miracles. That he is still a God of the impossible. That with man it might be impossible, but with God all things are possible. When you're going through a hard time, surround yourself with who? Positive people. So before I take you to my favorite, which is number four, I want to make sure you got the first three. You ready? I know some of you are going to cheat right now. That's all right. Right now it's an open book exam. But pretty soon it will close all those notes up. Okay, principle number one is what? Number two? Number three? Ah, my favorite one comes up right now. Verse... Starting verse 38. And he come into the house of the ruler of the synagogue and see them tumult and them that wept and wailed greatly. Verse 39. And when he was come in, he said unto them, Why make ye I do this and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. Verse 40. And they laughed him to scorn. Here it comes. But when he had put them all out. Principle number four is... Kick out the negative people from your life. Everyone together, you're going to do what? 
kick out the negative people from it. I mean, you know who these people are. You see them on Facebook, don't you? Wah, wah, wah. You just feel like slapping them. In Jesus' name. An anointed slap. Oh, you see, say to them, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. So, no, that's the headlights of a train coming this way. They've always got something negative to say. You say, I'm having a great day. You know, nothing lasts forever. Negative. We call them relatives. You know, so, someone said that the best Christmas lights you're going to see are the brake tail lights of relatives leaving. Kick out the negative people. Now, if you're married to one, work it out. They were negative while you were dating. You just didn't want to see it. Yeah, it's not like she woke up negative. He's not Mr. Neg. No, they were like that. You just. You didn't want to see it. Kick out the negative people. Because see, the voices that you hear are going to control you. So what do I have in my hand? A phone. There are some phone calls you have no business taking. God started working with a phone company to make it easy for us. And now when somebody calls, their contact shows up, right? God is telling you, don't take it. But some of you can't read. So God worked some more with the phone company. And he's got a red button and a green button. May I highly recommend the red button. Red, 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 red. And when you're feeling frustrated, hold it down. It'll make you feel better. Let me tell you, it'll make you feel better. The hold the red button down. So Jesus says, before I can raise her from the dead, I've got to kick out the negative people, negative thinking, negative mentality, negative pro uh, processing, negative environments. You've got to make sure that you are not succumbing to the negativity that surrounds us in this world. So that's principle number four. Let me make sure you got it. Principle number one is don't be afraid. Number two, number three, number four, number five. Good class, good class. Number five. Verse 41. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talitha kumi, which is being interpreted damsel, I say unto thee, 
arise. Principle number five is speak life to your situation. Speak what? Life. Speak. Speak. Speak life. Notice what Jesus didn't do. He didn't go into the room. That's the girl. Yeah, she did. Looks at Jairus and Mrs. Jairus. He should have called me earlier. You know, early detection. Next time, call me earlier. What happened? Jesus walks into the situation. Does not try to dissect the situation. Does not try to understand the situation. Does not ask questions about the situation. He sees the situation and speaks life. I'm here to tell somebody this morning in this room and online does not matter what's going on in your life. Just speak life. Speak life to your finances. Speak life to your marriage. Speak life to your home. Speak life to your spirituality. Speak life over your children. Speak life over your home life. Speak life over your job. Speak life. Our challenge is, we are so busy speaking death. Jesus walks in there. Does not try to lecture them. Does not try to use it as a teaching moment. Right then there's a need. And Jesus says, arise, because we learn to speak life. Principle number six. Found in verse 42 and 43. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of 12 years. And they were astonished. That's talking about the parents. With great astonishment. Verse 43. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it, and commanded that something should be given her to eat. Principle number six is feed your miracle. Give her something to what? Eat. You gotta do what? You gotta feed your miracle. I have two daughters, Rachel and Debbie. Rachel is 37, Debbie is 35. I still remember when uh, Rachel was born. I was pastoring up in Michigan and and Rachel was born, uh, our firstborn. And anyone in here remembers your first baby? Big, big difference in your first baby and your second baby. First baby, pictures, 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 pictures. Second baby, yep, she's born. <laughs> she's in first grade now. Oh, she's getting married. Three, maybe four pictures. Pretty true, pretty true. I still remember holding Rachel for the first time. It's a surreal moment. It's a, it's a crazy surreal moment when you look at this thing like E.T. And they hand you the baby like she was born mad. Like her fists were clenched. looking at you with one eye. I'm going to get you. And it's that crazy moment and you realize you're holding a miracle. 
Now what would have happened if I took that miracle the following Sunday to a church something like this? Put little Rachel, weak old Rachel on the platform, gathered all the worshipers around her, elders, whoever, whoever, and we prayed for Rachel. We prophesied over Rachel. We sang songs about Rachel. But we never fed the Rachel. What would happen to Rachel? She would do what? Die. You know why Rachel is alive today and has her own babies? Because I have fed her hundreds of thousands of dollars of groceries. See, our challenge is, especially in the spirit-filled church, because I can talk about us because I is one of us. Is when God does a miracle. It's on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn and Snapchat and all of that. All cool, do that. We testify in church, amazing. We make videos about it, great. We have our own YouTube miracle channel, perfect. But that's not feeding your miracle. That's just talking about your miracle. Let me tell you how feeding the miracle means. Feeding a miracle means if you went to the hospital and God brought you out of the hospital and you hear about somebody else you know is in the hospital, you need to get yourself into your car, go to that hospital, walk down that hallway, go into that room and pray for that person because God brought you out. He can bring them out. I'm talking about feeding your miracle. If you were in need, okay, there are, there are three people in the last four weeks who bought houses. I was listening. That's a great miracle. I get that. But to keep other miracles happening, they have to help other people buy their houses. Now, miracles keep going one after the other. If you were blessed financially, and God gave you some kind of bonanza. I think that's great and wonderful. Use it. Have a party. But then we all know somebody who needs financial help. And you take some of that abundance and share with somebody else. Now you are feeding your miracle. You were, you were looking for a job. You were looking for a job. And God helped you find a job. I think you should testify about it. I think you should sing about it. I think you ought to be ecstatic about that. Nothing wrong with that. But that's not feeding your miracle. That is talking about your miracle. Feeding your miracle is if God gave you a job, find somebody else who's looking for a job and help them find a job. And now you are feeding your miracle. God's been good to all of us in this room and online. And I'm here to challenge us today. So say we need to move away from just testifying about it. Just talking about it. Just singing about it. Just thinking about it. Just praising about it. Because the principle number six is you got to do what? You got to feed your 
miracle. And as you feed that miracle, that miracle will grow. And that miracle will have other miracles. And those miracles will have other miracles. And those miracles will have, and then you live a life full of miracles. Every day you expect miracles in your life. Every day you're walking the miraculous because you have been feeding your miracle. Okay, let's review the six real quickly. Then I want to pray with you. Principle number one, you can cheat right now. It's okay, it's, it's legal right now. Okay, principle number one is, don't be afraid. Number two is, only, number three is, number four. Aha. Number five is, speak. And number six, when God blesses me, I will feed my miracle. Lord, I thank you for your word. Thank you for giving us principles of what to do while waiting on our miracle. There are sisters and brothers in this room who are waiting on a miracle. You're going to do that for us this morning. There are brothers and sisters watching us online waiting on a miracle. You're going to do the same for them as well. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You're in this room or you're online and you need a miracle. Could be in your physical body, could be in your finances, could be in your marriage, could be with the children, could be in your job, could be in your businesses, could be in that very personal area of your life that nobody knows about. But you need a miracle today. Right where you're at, in this room and online, in your room. If you want God to do that miracle for you, just like Jairus the daddy, he did, all he had to do was ask. Right where you're at, if you want a miracle in your life today, just lift up your hand so I can pray with you. Will you do that? Wow, I see hands all over. Wow, 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 wow. Keep your hands up just for another minute. Online, you can lift up your hand where you're at too. You can put your hands down. Let me pray for you. So Lord, this is not just a Bible story. This is not just something you did back then. This is something that is real today. Because your word was not written for yesterday alone. It's written for today and for tomorrow. It is eternal. It is a living, breathing document that we learn and grow from. Lord, you saw all the hands that were raised in this room. And all the hands that were raised online. Waiting on a miracle. So right now in Jesus name. I speak miracles into those lives. I pray for physical bodies to be healed in Jesus name. I pray for finances to open up in Jesus name. I pray for jobs and businesses for favor on every hand in Jesus name. I pray for unsaved loved ones to come to you in Jesus name. Lord, I pray for marriages to be restored in Jesus' name. I pray for those private needs that nobody knows about. I'm praying that you will bring healing into them in Jesus' name. And because you're a good God, because you're prayer answering God, because you do the miraculous again and again, we put our hands together, give you praise in this place. We give you glory in this place. We give you honor in this place. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Yes, 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 yes. 
Every head bowed, every eye closed, every head bowed, every eye closed. The greatest miracle Jesus does in somebody's life is not more money, a new house, a new car, all that is great and wonderful and may the Lord do that for you. But the greatest miracle Jesus does is when he snatches you out of hell. The greatest miracle that Jesus does is when he saves you. The greatest miracle that Jesus does is when he forgives you of your sins. In a moment, I'm going to count till three. If you're in this room, online, when I count till three, just lift up your hand. I won't embarrass you, won't call you to the front, right where you're at. I'll pray with you. Maybe at one time you served the Lord with gladness in your heart. There was joy in your spirit. There was peace in your soul. But then life happened and you're not serving him like you know you need to. And you want to rededicate your life. You just want to come back home. You just want to say, Jesus, I love you. Thanks for taking me back. And you just want to rededicate your life in this room and in your room online. When I count to three, lift up your hand as well. So on the count of three, you want to give your life to the Lord. On the count of three, you want to rededicate your life. Just lift up your hand. I'll pray with you right where you're at. In this room and in your room. One, two, three. Can I see your hands? 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 I see your hands. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see your hands. Thank you. 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 And the Lord sees those hands online as well. You can put your hands down. I want everyone, everyone, everyone to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming in this world, dying for me so I could live. I give my life. I give my all. You're my king. You're my Lord. From this day on, I will serve you forever and ever. Now we put our hands together and say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want to give you a couple free gifts if the media team can put the slide up there. This is free, by the way. So if you want to take a picture of the screen, you're welcome to do that. So you can do that on your own time or you can do that right now. If you go to samjan.com slash free, two things will happen. Number one, you'll get that book free of charge. You can download that. It's simply called Leadership Essentials. So my publishers took a number of my books, put them all together, condensed them into an easy read uh, thing that tells you this is how we do leadership simply called leadership essentials you can you can do this here online people or if you want to just spread the word through your co-workers and your neighbors and your friends you're welcome to do that so it is free the second thing you're going to get again is free is every tuesday for you it'll be wednesday uh, because you're a day earlier than the united states i send out a video called tuesdays with sam chen i need to rename that for this part of the world wednesdays with i don't know uh so i'll have to change my name so uh two-minute video on something to do with leadership. It is free. You like it, you keep it. Don't like it, dump it. You know, it comes with a money-back guarantee. So, yeah, so it's, it's all free over there. All right, so, so, do you know how difficult it is for an Indian to say the word free? The deliverance we have to go through. The encounters we have to go. You all go through one encounter and set free. Me, I got to go from encounter to encounter to... Anyways. So, we're going to do this two times, okay? I want you to get those six points in you. So, Jeremy, are you going to cheat right now or are you going to do it without cheating? 
Okay, without cheating. All right, right. And just, just call people out like that, front row cheaters, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't let anybody get away with stuff. All right. Okay, you got your notes put away. The first time is like a test drive rehearsal. Second time, you know it for sure. Okay. Six principles. Let me see if you can remember the six. Number one is? Number two? Number three? Number four? Number five? Speak what? Number six? Very good, very good. This is so cool. I love it. I love it. Here we go. Because we're talking about waiting on your miracle. If you don't need this word today, hang around. You will need it. Okay. One, two, three. Principle number one is? Number two? Number three? Number four? Number five? Speak. 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 And when God blesses you, make up your mind that you will. God bless you. Thank you.